This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Congratulations on getting to your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Very happy to be here with you today. Taking you up until 6 o'clock, we got our guy Rob Britton here as well. Rob, it has been probably since 2020, back in the bubble, that you and I have been at work and there's been an NBA basketball game on television. We are currently watching the in-season tournament uh, that is going on right, right now in Las Vegas. Tyrese Halliburton just hit a three. The Pacers are up 48 to 40 over the Milwaukee Bucks. We have another game today between the Lakers and the Pelicans. That is the night game. I believe that game is on TNT later today. So there's a lot to get into over the course of the next hour. I appreciate you listening and making us a part of your day. Let's go through the Chiefs injury report. And there's really only one injury that we really need to inform you guys about. That injury is Isaiah Pacheco. Now, Brian Cook didn't practice today. I don't think he's going to play. Donovan Smith didn't practice today. I don't think he's going to play in the game. Drew Tranquil also didn't practice today. Given his injury, I would be unsure if he plays either. I think the main story is Isaiah Pacheco and what is his status and availability going to be like for the game against the Buffalo Bills. He was a DNP for back-to-back days. So he did not practice on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday. If you have been following this team, you know this. If you don't practice on Friday, you don't play in the game. Now, I'm not saying that Isaiah Pacheco is 100% going to play, even if he does practice tomorrow. But I am telling you that I am 100% certain that he will not play if he does not practice tomorrow. So tomorrow, the number one thing to be looking for, I'm not worried about the Brian Cook thing. I don't mean that negatively, but when you saw the way that he got carted off the field, I never thought he was playing in this game. I never thought that Donovan Smith was going to play in this game. They announced Wanya Morris as the starter two days ago at left tackle. I am worried about Isaiah Pacheco. I'm worried because in an offense that doesn't have a lot of firepower and weaponry, you might be taking off the most explosive player that you have. There is a measure of toughness that Isaiah Pacheco has that this team absolutely needs. And you were playing a team in the Buffalo Bills that is desperate. They are 6-6 six and six right now. And Buffalo is looking at the same AFC that you and I are currently looking at. Hey, if we get hot, we can do this. I know that we're currently 6-6 six and six and things haven't gone this year the way that we want for them to go, but if we can catch fire in these final four or five weeks, who knows what we can do? 
We've got a quarterback that we trust. We've got some good offensive playmakers. We've got a capable defense. All of the pieces are still there for Buffalo to make a run. They just have to put it together. So I think you're going up against a desperate Buffalo team, a team that is coming off of their bye. There are a lot of factors that are in their favor heading into Sunday's game. I think you really need Isaiah Pacheco. This offense doesn't have a lot of explosiveness. They don't have a lot of big-time pieces. Isaiah Pacheco is one of them. You got three. You got Pacheco, you got Rasheed Rice, and Travis Kelsey. We'd be worried if you didn't have Rasheed Rice heading into this game. Obviously, you'd be worried if Travis Kelsey couldn't go on Sunday. I think you should be equally worried about Isaiah Pacheco and what his availability is. I'm not here to fear monger, but we've been watching the same offense over the last 12 weeks, and Isaiah Pacheco is one of their most explosive players. They need him on Sunday to play in this game. And if he is not there, to me, the drop-off between what Isaiah Pacheco is and what Clyde Everett-Hilaire is and what Jarek McKinnon is, there is a drastic difference in run style boost to the team. I can't think of one Clyde Everett-Hilaire run that has really boosted the Kansas City Chiefs. I can think of 10 that Isaiah Pacheco have had with just his will, his determination, how physical of a runner he is. He can spark a drive for your team. He is a need for me on Sunday against a very desperate Buffalo team. I also think as much as I dislike running backs and dislike the run game, I am aware of the fact that Jarek McKinnon has been bad this season, not just in the run game, by the way, we say that he's been bad in the run game. He has not really been a weapon in the passing game either. Now, part of that's due to injury, but that's part of the story of Jarek McKinnon's career in the NFL. He has consistently battled injury. Jarek McKinnon has not been good this year. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has not been good since the COVID year. He was okay the COVID year. Since then, he's been bad. LaMichael Pirine has one carry this year, to my knowledge, maybe I'm forgetting one, where he got one yard. If that is your grouping of running backs on Sunday, you are going to rely more on Patrick Mahomes. Relying more on Patrick Mahomes means you are relying more on those very stinky wideouts to make more plays. And no Isaiah Pacheco could lead to a real weapon deficiency on Sunday. We always talk about, you know, it's offense versus defense, not offense versus offense. But if they don't have Pacheco on Sunday, there is not a single person on earth that would take the chief skill position guys on Sunday over the bills. Nope, not a soul. And that is a problem for a team that will be coming off a bye and looking to improve their offense and has had success in the regular season at Arrowhead. Am I, am I being naive in the fact that the chiefs are very, very small favorites in this game? Like very, very small favorites. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. And I understand that not all of you gamble, but that's basically a coin flip between these two teams. I understand what Buffalo has done in years past coming into Kansas City. And I certainly don't think they are going to be afraid of the environment with Buffalo. But Kansas City has been the more consistent team out of these two teams. They have certainly been better than Buffalo has been this season. Buffalo only has one road win this year. They only have one win outside. They played one game in London. But outside of Buffalo, they haven't been that good of a team. I'm surprised that this game Vegas is telling you is virtually a coin flip at one and a half. 
the betting numbers tell you if you get a chance to get Patrick Mahomes and less than a field goal, you should always be on the side of Patrick Mahomes. I think that this line is an indication of Vegas's belief in the fan base and what Arrowhead is more so than the team. This line tells me that Kansas City would be underdogs if they went on the road to Buffalo. This line tells me that Kansas City would be underdogs this week if this game was played on a neutral site. Like, Let's say this game was an international game. Let's say this game was played in Germany. If the Chiefs are only one-and-a-half-point favorites at home, what are they in Buffalo? Minus two-and-a-half? What are they if this game was played on a neutral site? Is it Buffalo minus one? Like, I'm surprised the amount of respect that Vegas and the gambling community is still giving Buffalo in this game. No, they are going on the road to Kansas City. Are you surprised that the line is so close that it's basically, I know it's not a pick but one and a half. I mean, there's only one number less than that. This is basically a pick game. Who do you think is going to win straight up? In that scenario, shouldn't you side with Kansas City? I would also say, listen, I... I don't know the Sharps are 100% correct. The Sharps get things wrong sometimes. Gambling Sharps are not undefeated, but they're called Sharps for a reason. And outside of the Pacheco injury, one of the reasons the line moved from two and a half where it was yesterday to one and a half where it is today is that a lot of money came in on the bills. And that's probably sharp money coming in on the bills based on where it is in the week. So if Vegas is saying this game's a pick and they're moving the line because people are starting to ride the bills and the Chiefs' best offensive weapon is Travis Kelsey and then bums and scrubs, I think you have to be leery of the bills coming in here and winning that game outright and not even worrying about the spread. So on the text line says, CDOT, we also thought Patrick Mahomes over Jordan Love, but the Packers had different feelings about it. To me, that's different because the Packers were playing the best football of their season that if you were solely judging the Packers off their record, then you just hadn't been paying attention. They had won their last, they'd won three of their last four games. They had just beaten the lions on Thanksgiving and were getting extra rest. Like there were reasons to like the Packers last week. I said all last week, Hey, I'm worried about this game. I think green Bay is a little bit more competitive than people think. Buffalo is not playing their best football of the year. Early in the season, Buffalo was, they were Buffalo. I mean, the first four weeks of the season, they lost that game to the Jets. You remember Josh Allen threw all those interceptions. They blew out Las Vegas. They blew out Washington. They blew out Miami. We were thinking that this was going to be the same old Buffalo Bills that run through the regular season, put up a lot of points, and we're going to have our questions about January. That's not who they currently are. They're 2-4 and in their last six games. And they always have found a way to lose. They found ways to lose on the road against Cincinnati. That Denver game was a myriad of mistakes. They lost a couple of weeks ago to the Philadelphia Eagles, which was one of the better games of the year, but they ended up losing that game. This Buffalo Bills team is not playing with a whole lot of momentum here. I know the line opened up at two and a half, three and a half. I'm surprised that, I mean, the money is telling you people really like Buffalo in this game. Follow the money. The money is telling you the sharp betters are telling you we really like Buffalo in this game. That hasn't happened a whole lot with Patrick Mahomes' career, especially at home, because for the most part, they have been the better team, and they're also playing a team that, again, it's not like Buffalo was coming in here on fire this week. We're like, oh, okay, all right. 
That's how Green Bay was. That's not how the Buffalo Bills are. I mean, it's starting to feel like, I don't want to speak for you, we want to see tomorrow's practice report, injury report, the whole deal. There's starting to be a sense, a feel, that maybe the Bills are the play on Sunday. We have a show and a half for its pick time, so I'm not trying to peek, you know, peek behind the curtains, but the Bills off a of bye, even though Sean McDermott's a big old weirdo when it comes to motivating his team, the stats indicate off a of bye, he's good. Their new offensive coordinator, their offense seems to be trending in the right direction. Jeremy White and James Palmer have said that. That's a good sign. The Chiefs are basically going to be weaponless on Sunday, and they are potentially starting a rookie left tackle up against Von Miller, who shouldn't be in the game, but he's going to be in the game. All the energy is starting to point toward this is a Buffalo game to lose, which is usually when Patrick Mahomes does something special, but does he have that level of special available in 2023? Rob, let's get to the hits. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Carrying The Hits are always brought to you by our friends, Underlaw Injury Lawyer. Visit GetJim.com. Well, the top of the day in Kansas City does involve the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of, sort of, as Vaughn Miller, the former Bronco, now Bill, will be playing on Sunday based on all indications, despite earlier in the week having a legal issue involving a felony with his pregnant girl. We asked Jeremy White of WGR, hey, are people in Buffalo even excited with the notion of Von Miller playing this week considering his legal troubles? But the reality is, like, last year when it was with the rise, it was a punter. So a lot of us said, whatever, do the right thing. It's a punter. And I know this ends up making it sound like different rules for different players, but we all know that's a reality. With Von Miller last year, he was an integral part of your defense. This conversation would have been difficult, would have been gross to have, but difficult. This year, I mean, it would have been easy for the Bills to just make him inactive. If, before this event even happened, we could have just speculated about the idea of shutting him down for a couple of weeks. So um, I don't think it's gone over great here that he's practicing, that he's just going to be on the team and that the Bills are just kind of waiting this out because it's another example, kind of like Ariza, where the right thing to do is kind of easy to do if you just want to take that approach, have a little bit of the moral high ground, and establish yourself as a franchise that will make the bold play in that spot. If Buffalo isn't even happy that Von Miller might be on the field on Sunday, can someone explain to me why, considering his legal issues, Carrington, Von Miller, by all accounts, is going to take off on the team plane, land in Kansas City, and play football at Arrowhead, considering everything why is he not on roger goodell's exempt list you fade the music please for this i just don't think that this conversation warrants having the music in the back if you google von miller and then you click on news you know how it has like news images videos etc i want to read to you the top this is the top for von miller Von Miller available to play versus Chiefs after alleged assault. Bills to follow NFL's lead. Bills Von Miller declines comment on felony assault charge. General manager Von Miller can practice and play while facing domestic violence charge. This is the kind of publicity you want attached to one of your players when I type them into a Google search? Like, I don't think I'm taking some wild stance when I stand up against violence against women 
That's something that all of us should unanimously be on that side. But what frustrates me about the NFL is they are so inconsistent on these manners that it's infuriating. When Justin Ross found himself in a domestic violence scenario, I felt that the league acted appropriately. We didn't have a lot of clarification or understanding of what happened that day in Leewood, so they suspended him. That's the purpose of the commissioner's exemplus. You are in some legal hot water. We're going to sit you down with pay until we get the opportunity to investigate and learn more about what is going on in your situation. They did that with Justin Ross. I don't understand why they're not doing that with Von Miller. I mean, if you go on the internet, WFAA in Dallas, star NFL linebacker Von Miller is accused of assaulting his pregnant girlfriend at their high-rise apartment in Dallas this week. That was six days ago. And now she's recanting. Who knows? She's texting them saying nobody. It's a lot of uncertainty around it. He can't just sit out this week? Hey, let us, why don't you cool out for a while? Let us do our investigation. Let's figure this thing out. Let's let the legal process play, and we're happy to reinstate you. This feels like in the NCAA when they're really harsh on the small schools and they give the big schools a pass. What's that saying that Jerry Tarkadian had? They were so mad at Kentucky that they penalized Cleveland State. They had no problem being tough with Justin Ross. Well, be that tough with Von Miller. Von Miller, who's going in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, one of the best defensive players of his era, a really important player on a team that's trying to make the postseason. Don't crack down on crime when it comes to Justin Ross. Crack down on crime on Von Miller. That's the part that frustrates me about the National Football League is the rules just don't make any sense. They don't make any sense. Speaking of the Bills and weird off-the-field things, there's an article today by Tyler Dunn highlighting a lot of the issues in or surrounding Sean McDermott's head coaching tenure in Buffalo, including a weird story where... McDermott tried to fire up his team by comparing the communication and teamwork of the Bills to the hijackers on 9-11. He then spoke to the media today and apologized for making this comparison. I want to reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, My intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but but a day that I lost a good family friend. I'm going to go ahead and fade the music down again because funny. I swear it's not funny, but if you are at the point in your career where you have to apologize for using nine 11 as part of a motivational speech, you've gone too far. I tell you guys, there's some things in my career. I want to avoid. I want to avoid the iPhone press release. I've done something wrong. If I got to go to the notes app and type a statement and post it, something's gone wrong. I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to have the iPhone press release. If you got to have a press conference 
before you got to go on the road to go play Patrick Mahomes and you have to apologize for using 9-11 as a motivational tactic, you've, you've really, really gone down the wrong path. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, let me read to you what Sean McDermott said. This is from a story. At St. John Fisher's College in Pittsburgh, New York, Sean McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team that they needed to come together, but then sources on hand say he used a very strange example, the terrorist on 9-11. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. He then one by one started asking questions to players in the room, quote, what tactics do you think they use to come together? where you were at that point where you were referencing 9-11 to try to communicate to your football team and motivate them to work together, you've taken football too seriously. You've gone down the wrong path. This is wild. Who is? I think was that part of my take to talk about football guy? This is the most football guy that has ever footballed. This is nuts. Nuts. I don't think that this is fireworthy. I don't know when this happened. This could have happened three years ago. I have no clue when this happened. This, I don't even know if he should get suspended for this. He and the Bills should come together to make a sizable donation. A sizable donation. Jointly. You just apologizing before. I don't know if you understand the seriousness of this. I don't think you understand. I just feel like in society, there are some things that we all know you shouldn't do. Maybe they say, man, common sense ain't always common. I would just avoid slavery references. It's probably not going to work out the way that you want to. I would avoid Holocaust examples. It's, just, it's, it's not good. It's not in your best interest. We know there are certain words you can't say. You may hate the fact that you can't say it, but society has told you we don't like when you use this language. And you can lose your job if you lose this language. There's a plenty of words you can use in the English language. Don't use these like seven, you know? Don't use these grouping of words. And if you do, you know the consequences. You are walking on the tightrope at the Grand Canyon. You know what could happen. This man stood up in front of a group of people, and he, he asked a player, what tactics do you think the hijackers used on 9-11 to come together? <laughs> I swear it's not funny. It's really not funny. But it is absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous that you would do that. The part of the story that is mind-boggling to me is that someone had to make a joke about, he asked, what do you think stopped this hat from happening? And a veteran player joked TSA. If that veteran hadn't joked TSA, how long would he have run with this horrible analogy? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, football. there is not a single group of people that take their jobs more seriously than football coaches. I'm, I'm serious. 100%. There's not a group of people that think what they are doing is more important than football coaches. We call them geniuses. Rob, we rarely call basketball coaches geniuses. You've never called Bill Self a genius. He is an amazing coach. One of the best to ever do it. 
We very rarely call them geniuses. We call football coaches. Sean McVay. Kyle Shanahan, he's a genius. We don't call baseball coaches that. Oh, my goodness. 9-11 references. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right. Coming up on the other side, I have a very important PSA for every single person listening. Every person. Every man, woman, dog, cat, fish, anything that has ears. I want you to hear this message. Come right back. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison and friend of the show, Andy Reid. I can't believe you were waiting that long for that question. Brought to you by the Deepest Wally Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Weekdays 2 to 6 on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This is a message that I want each and every one of you to hear. I want your wife to hear this, your girlfriend, your spouse, your partner, whomever. I want them to hear this message. I understand that I like basketball more than some of you like basketball. I get that. I like the NBA. You might not like the NBA. Maybe college basketball isn't your thing until we get to March Madness. It's perfectly fine. But I am begging you to watch basketball tonight over Thursday night football. I'm telling you that if you watch this Thursday night football game, you hate your family. That's what I'm telling you. 
Like your wife is sitting there and you love her. She is your queen. But you're telling me that you're going to go work your nine to five, that you work so hard to provide for her and your family. And tonight your plan is to go down in the man cave and watch Bailey Zappi against Mitch Trubisky. You love her so much that you're going to have her sit with you on the couch and use that Amazon Prime subscription that you only got for her because she loves Amazon. You're going to use that to now watch Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky in a 15-13 barn burner? Maybe you don't want to watch the NBA today. We got college basketball today. Watch college basketball. We got Iowa, Iowa State. We got those two things. Maybe you don't even want to watch basketball, period. Watch a movie. Start a new TV show today. Sitting there with your wife, and she's like, hey, what do you want to watch? And now you're like, you know what? I'd love to watch whatever movie you want to watch. Give her control of the remote today. I know that you have a Netflix queue, the My List. And there's probably eight to ten movies in there that you've always wanted to get around to watch. Rob, what's that movie with Kevin Hart, with Brian Cranston? I've been meaning to watch that movie. I still haven't seen the Super Mario movie. I saw they just put that on Netflix. I haven't seen Good Burger 2. There's four or five movies off the top of my head that I know I want to watch. Tonight is the night to watch them. I'm begging you, please don't watch Thursday Night Football. Go spend time with the wife. Go Christmas caroling today. I want you to deck the halls with boughs of holly. Go to the mall. Go shopping. Talk. Read a book. Listen to music. Do anything but watch Thursday Night Football. It's Patriots-Steelers. The Patriots didn't score in their last game. The Patriots have had four games this season in which they have scored fewer than 10 points. They're a waste of time. They're a waste of energy. They're a waste of space. Jeff Bezos should be paying us to watch that game, not vice versa. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Do anything else today. Go clean up the garage. Go do anything. Please. Don't do it. Someone on the text line says, see that, but my wife wants to watch Thursday Night Football. I don't. I don't believe you. She doesn't want to watch Patriots and Steelers. Tell her that you want to watch Gone with the Wind today. Tell her you want to watch Casablanca today. Say, babe, what's your favorite movie? Is it Fried Green Tomatoes? I want to watch that with you today. I don't want to watch football. I guarantee you she's not like, no, I really want to see what Bailey Zappi's going to do because no one wants to see that. The over-under is 30. They think that fewer points are going to be scored in this game than Iowa-Michigan. I love football. I swear. I love it with all my heart. I really do. I really do. I don't love it nearly enough to watch Thursday Night Football. I really don't. It's a waste of everybody's time. It's a waste of my time, your time, their time. I hope it's a 0-0 tie if you watch it. I promise you that tomorrow on this show, we will spend zero minutes recapping it, and I will spend zero minutes watching it. I'm watching Lakers and Pelicans today. 
I get a chance to watch LeBron go up against Zion on TV with Charles Barkley watching? Oh, I'm watching that. I'd rather watch the Eras Tour. I'd rather go to the movie theaters to watch the Eras Tour. That's it, man. I have anything else on the game. I don't have any thoughts on the game. I don't have any takes, no analysis. If that's what you thought you were going to get, you want to parlay? No. You need to put that money in the collection plate is what you need to do. Give that money to the Lord. All that money that you were thinking about gambling on a parlay in the under, you need to put that money, go to Walmart and give it to the Salvation Army is what I'm encouraging you to do today. I don't want to see no parlays, no bets, no fan duel, no nothing. Need to do something else with your time today. If you got kids, the weather's nice out today. It's not brutally cold. It's the perfect time to take the kids out Christmas shopping. That's an elite time. Take them out and get a gift for your wife. Maybe you take them out and you get a gift for the other kids. Maybe you take your kids out for a nice meal tonight. Maybe because you got KUMU this weekend and the weather's going to get kind of iffy at some point, you think to yourself, you know what? I'm going to have date night with my wife tonight. I'm going to take her out. She's been craving a nice meal at Carmen's Cafe. I'm going to take her there tonight. She loves Italian food. That's what I'm going to do tonight. You know, and when you get there, don't sit in the bar and watch the game. Spend time with her. Lock in. Listen to what she's been talking about. Whatever you got to do, but do not sit down and spend real time on your recliner with a beer in hand watching Bailey Zappi go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. Life's too short. If you think to yourself, hey, I want to see the downfall of Belichick. Wait a week. The Chiefs play them, what, nine days from now, 10 days from now. And I promise you'll see as much bad football in that game as you can possibly handle. Just stop with the Thursday night games. Al Michaels doesn't even want to watch, and he's paid to watch. I mean this. I hope she leaves. If you watch the game today, I hope she leaves. I hope that one day you get home from work, and I hope that... All of her stuff is gone. And then when you ask where she is, she say that she's going to stay at her mom's for a couple of days because she needs to reevaluate things. That's what I hope happened. I don't want anybody to watch it. I really don't. Not a single person. I hope the ratings today are a zero. You guys tell me how much you hate Thursday night football, and then you're a slave to it, and you watch it every week. No. Enough is enough. You already tried to get us on Black Friday with that Dolphins and Jets, and now you're doubling down. No, not me. I refuse. I'm not letting you hoodwink me this way. I'm not doing it. It's better for America if we don't watch. If the ratings are bad, maybe Goodell will stop kowtowing to Jeff Bezos, and we can stop having Thursday, Friday, and Tuesday games on the NFL slate. Someone said, what if my girl has to work today? Can I watch? Come hang out with me. I'll hang out with you. What do you want to do? Someone said, see that my wife is making me drive to Kansas to bet on the under. All right. (laughs) I see. I see how you guys are going to play it. I hope you get a zero, zero tie. That's what I hope. I hope you get a zero, zero tie. That's what I hope. It's a hundred percent what I hope. That's what I want for all of you. That's what I want. 
Also, how has this game not been flexed? Didn't we have this whole rigmarole back in May about all these games are flexible now? You know, you might have multiple Thursday games, multiple Monday games. The Chiefs just got moved out of Monday. How did this game make it through to stay on Thursday night football? Isn't that the whole deal that we complained about in April and May? That we, oh, there's too much flexing. It's battle the fans. And they left this one on the docket? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer for you. I really don't. I really don't have a, I wish I had a good answer. I don't, I don't have a good answer. Coming up on the other side, we'll get back to Chiefs and Bills. Keep it right here. So drive. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the DePasquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. that we had more insight and clarity on what's happening at Kansas State. I don't know what's happening at Kansas State, to be honest with you. They had a player, Naquan Tomlin. He got into a fight outside of Aggieville. He has since been kicked off the team. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, Rob, and I just assumed he was going to come back and that we were going to start to get clarity because it felt like things had really started to heat up. I mean, the first time that I saw about it was Kelly in Vegas. I remember when he got suspended from the team. I remember the press conference, and then it kind of went away, and it feels like this week is when the pressure really started to ratchet up, really started to heat up, and then everybody started commenting. There was a protest outside of the president's office yesterday to try to get him back reinstated, and then a few hours afterwards, they just dismiss him from the team and then say that he couldn't come back. And what's really interesting about this is at least my understanding is he has graduated college. So because he was kicked off the team in the first semester, as long as he is academically good, he can transfer and play this season somewhere else. Like he could play at another big 12 school in three, four weeks. If he's good enough to play at West Virginia and they've reached out, Rob, your alma mater, Kansas, they've also reached out. They're interested. I'd be interested in a quality big, too. If he's eligible to play at all these other schools, why is he not eligible to play at K-State? The whole thing is just murky. The whole thing is messy. The whole thing feels very, very secretive about a college student's future. We had John Kurtz on the show earlier. Here's what he had to say about what's going on potentially behind the scenes. So he walked off. I mean, I heard... These are just, you know, people telling me that Richard Linton walked out of the game pretty upset because of everything that was happening there and where the tide started to be turning. So it felt to me like in response to that and then protests on campus and Naquan Tomlin showed up to the protests uh, himself, many players did the next day, it felt to me, now this is a somewhat educated opinion here, that this was a little bit spiteful, the fact that it then happened so suddenly, where it was like Richard Linton got upset with it becoming public, with him becoming public enemy number one, um, in my opinion, appropriately so, with the way that everything was being leaked out there and said enough's enough. Uh, I do believe that he did have a, a meeting with Jerome Tang um, before that happened, and I still don't know that it, anybody expected it to be that swift and for that to necessarily be the decision. 
That was John Kurtz earlier today on the show when commenting about this. It's just a very, very murky situation, uh, which is happening with Naquan Tomlin. Uh, I hope that he is able to play basketball this season. Uh, Disappointing that it will not be in Manhattan, Kansas. But wherever he decides to play basketball, I certainly hope that everything works out for him uh, in his uh, next endeavors. Uh, Earlier today, Andy Reid was talking about MVS. Listen to what the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs said. You know, with um, with MVS, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think just more he keeps playing. You know, he's been in and out and try to keep him in, in there a little bit more so he stays in the flow with things. I think he'll be all right. Uh, you know, Pat came back to him uh, on the, the controversial one. <sighs> you know what I don't want? I don't want more MVS involvement. I thought that Sam Munson made a really good point. That I think that MVS had a that had, had a skill set that was best suited for like 2017, 2018. But defenses in the NFL are changing. And defenses in the NFL are starting to take away big plays, especially if you don't have the playmakers. And MVS, if you look at his career, he has been a down-the-field deep ball threat. That is what he has been. Well, that's not available in Kansas City. Now the question is, well, what else can you do? What else are you really good at? And he hasn't really shown that he's good at any of those other things. If you're not going to make the chunk play, the play down the field, the big play, What else can you do? Like, why Rasheed Rice is having a lot of success? He's not maybe running the full route tree or the route combinations that you would like, but he's making plays at the line of scrimmage. He also has the ability of making a guy miss, and that's really, really important. I don't think MVS has that ability. Is he a guy that on third and eight you trust to run a crisp route, catch the ball, and make the play? Or are you just sitting around hoping that MVS is going to make one home run swing a game? Because if that's the case, then he's batting like 143 and has like two home runs this season. I don't know if that's the guy that we got to figure out a way to get higher up in the rotation in the lineup and try to get that guy more at bat, so to speak. That's not what I think MVS is. Every time that I think they get it, they then say something that makes me think, oh, they don't got it. Now, I get it. Andy's not going to come out and be like, yo, he's terrible. We're done using him. But how you use him, how you talk about him, MVS should not get the same amount of balls thrown his way that Travis Kelsey got. Travis Kelsey is still playing at an incredibly high level. MVS is not. I just, I don't want more MVS. I don't want, I, I, I don't want it. In fact, I want, I want less of it. I want you to give those opportunities to somebody else. You tried the MVS thing. It doesn't work. And maybe you'll need him for the postseason. That's what you're thinking. You got to keep him engaged. But it just feels like a lot of hoping that, hey, I know things have been disappointing, but we think there's a chance that we maybe could hit the jackpot. That's how people lose a lot of money at the casino. Hey, it's eventually it's going to hit. It's going to hit. Well, yeah, okay, all right. You've been putting 20s in it all night. Yeah, eventually you're going to get some of that money back. Sure. How much is the question? That's kind of what it feels like with MVS. Can I ask you a 
question, though. Maybe it's a counterpoint, and you know I'm not the world's biggest MVS guy. But if you're starting to limit his targets, where in the wide receiver room do those go? Because is there another player in there where you think to yourself, if we just get the targets MVS has to that player, the offense can take the next step. Is it possible that the reason MVS is getting these touches and these targets and getting the usage he is is because he's the best of a really bad bunch? And if you trust Andy Reid the way most Chiefs fans trust Andy Reid, he has multiple rings on his fingers and is considered one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. If he is saying, hey, there's no one better than MVS in this room, isn't that just an indictment on the room? Because there might not be an alternative. You know how there's always the backup quarterback effect? Oh, you got to bench so-and-so for the other guy. Who's the other guy in this world? That's a that's a fair question. Can I read to you really quickly the Patriots' available wide receivers for this game? Please. Jalen Rieger, Tyquan Thornton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham's a, uh, a quarterback, is he not? Those are the four available wide receivers. Tonight for the New England Patriots. Maybe the Chiefs wide receiver room ain't that bad. I mean, maybe it's not. I mean, they got Jerry Rice in their room compared to what this Patriots team has. They only have one NFL wide receiver on their team. Malik Cunningham is not an NFL wide receiver. Neither is Tyquan Thornton. I don't know what Jalen Rieger is. Jalen Rieger is Kadarius Toney with the shorter name. That's maybe the worst wide receiver I've ever seen. I mean, that's that's a two-and-whatever team. That's a tanking team. That's mm-hmm. a team that's trying to get Caleb Williams. That is a really, really bad wide receiver room. All right, guys, back tomorrow. We will be joined by Dennis Gates, head coach of the Missouri Tigers. He'll join us in preparation for their game against Kansas. Is Bill Self coming on tomorrow? There is a request out. but oh, okay. I, you know what? I'm hopeful then. He hasn't said no yet. He just hasn't said yes. I'm hopeful that we're going to get Bill tomorrow. I'm real hopeful. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Enjoy your Thursday evening. Be back tomorrow. This is Drive. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 